Hello there and welcome into another edition of the Intersection Podcast with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. This podcast has highlights from the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention held recently in Nashville. And with this podcast being released on Easter weekend, I wanted to offer some conversation material from NRB with Eric Eichinger, who lays out the heroic story of our Savior and the incredible redemption he has provided for us. That story, which has inspired storytellers ever since. You'll be hearing from him coming up. Then from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Chuck Bentley of Crown Financial Ministries discusses how God's principles on economics are found throughout the scriptures. And on this edition of The Intersection, from the children's platform Minnow, Eric Goss stopped by at the NRB convention to discuss the importance of getting Bible truth into the hearts of children and the content that is intended to do just that. Finally, from the Stan Foundation, E.W. Jackson examines some cultural trends and provides some biblically-based analysis regarding the clash of worldviews that we're seeing played out around us. His comments from NRB are coming up. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Eric Eichinger is a theologian who grew up loving comics. In processing the story of the life of Jesus and the redemption he provides, He noticed that many popular stories follow a similar narrative, epic stories of a Savior who sacrificed for the sake of humanity. He's written a book entitled Lord of Legends, Jesus' Redemption Quest, and from a conversation at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, here now is Eric Eichinger. One of the sequences of the hero's uh, journey pattern is the crossing of the threshold. And so uh, in, in my book, Lord of Legends, I'll, I'll talk about Narnia. And so when Lucy goes through mm. the uh, wardrobe, wardrobe and enters door, yeah. Narnia, that's when she crosses the threshold into the new world and the adventure begins. So so then every every chapter, I will take some fun example from ancient mythology or modern superheroes or what have you and then i connect it to christ so where does jesus cross into you know from the heavenly realms into the earthly world uh, that is at the annunciation the when the word becomes flesh so the angel gabriel is proclaiming to mary you are going to have a son and his name is jesus because he will save the people and so um so that's when the uh, activity begins. God becomes man and comes into the world, and this whole adventure starts to begin. Eric Eichinger joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio, a college athlete, an author, a pastor, and someone who has been enlightening us to this, this hero's journey and also the relationship of what is portrayed in so many of our films to the and and I would say books as well I suppose but how that relates to our Lord Jesus Christ exactly. so take us through as you talk about those those milestones in the hero's journey obviously it's not a matter of trying to fit what Jesus did into that that structure it's a matter of seeing how people have taken the structure of his life in the various stages and incorporated them into literature of all sorts of different forms so take us through the 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 heroic nature of jesus as you portray it in lord of legends well 
it's fun where we are familiar with with something on on a a first level and then when you start to realize there's a a deeper meaning to it um, and all of a sudden it you have a more of a substantive appreciation for it. And so I, I think sometimes people will will read C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, and on the first level reading, it's just uh, the characters and the story interacting in this world. But then there's a lot of symbolism of what those characters represent underneath, and then there's the, that deeper meaning of he's wanting people to know Jesus as Aslan and, and all this kind of stuff. So that's kind of the point is this is happening in so many... Many of these hero epic redemption stories. I mean, it could be the old West and you know Clint Eastwood movies, or it can be Spider-Man and the and the MCU. It can be the Karate Kid, or all these different uh, you know epics from you know the Trojan War and such, where there's this hero pattern is there, and it's really Christ's glory story, red, redemptive quest, and in his uh, being sent by God the Father into the world to suffer and die, to rise and to redeem us and, and bring us back in a restored relationship. So it's fun to to throw out what everybody is enjoying, eating popcorn and watching and reading about and everything, and then to, to go a, a second, deeper mm-hmm. level for them to recognize, oh, wow, there's a deeper meaning here. And again, sometimes they're intentionally doing that, and sometimes it's unintentional because our subconscious is we are all broken people, sinful, and we are waiting to be redeemed and restored by God. We're looking for that chosen one to one day come and save us from our sins. And so Christ has done that, and he's ascended, but of course we're waiting for that last final triumphant day when he returns too. So uh, there's that sequel. And my, my favorite part too is, you know, if you're watching a, a Netflix series or or some movie or a trilogy, and it gets to the end, and you don't want it to be end, you know, to end, you're you're sad. You want it to keep going, yeah. or you might be want to participate in it. And of course, Jesus invites us in to be part of His story and live forever. And so, it's a, a beautiful yearning that He answers for us. Eric Eichinger here on the intersection. You can find him online at Eric Eichinger. That's E I C H I N G E R. Next up on this edition of the Intersection Podcast from the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, the CEO of Crown Financial Ministries, Chuck Bentley, shared observations about responding to current economic conditions and shared material relative to his book called Economic Evidence for God, Uncovering the Invisible Hand that Guides the Economy. Here now from that conversation is Chuck Bentley. Well, the heavens declare his glory, and I believe the markets do as well, Bob. I've been in this space for 22 years. I've been dealing with God's principles on a personal level. And as I traveled the world to more than 70 countries, I began to see that there's an overlay of God's reality in macroeconomies as well as microeconomies. And I wanted to write an apologetic that was not based on science, it was not based on creation, it was not based on the heavens or even the natural laws, but on the financial laws that God's given us. They work and they prove that what he said is true and the author of those laws is real. And I'm gonna give you a practical example. If you just take the 10 commandments and you have a culture that does that ignores even one of them, their economy suffers. So in a culture mm. where there's a high murder rate, very low economic growth. In fact, there's economic pain where there's high murder rates. Where there's safety and security, e- economies are growing. That's one of the principles of the evidence of what God said is true 
and it points to only mm. him as the author of reality. And I think economics point to him in every possible way. So if you were to, you know, if you, you got a phone call from somebody in Washington, D.C., or maybe a, a country somewhere else in the world and said, hey, Chuck, come and show us how we should structure our economy that is consistent with biblical principles. What yeah. would be some of the components of that? Well, I, I wish they would. I wish we would start right here <laughs> at home. That be, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be super? First of all, economies are driven by the moral foundation of a culture. Mm. Where the moral foundation of a culture is strong, then the economy is going to grow. For instance, did you know where monogamous marriages are upheld in culture, they have the highest economic growth nationally of any other culture, of any other nation where monogamy is not honored, faithfulness in a covenant marriage, economies are slow growing. And that's a principle of God, two are better than one. And when there's faithfulness, there's more production. Marriage is actually an economic enhancement. Although the culture is saying it's not, that's actually contrary to the data. Covenant marriage is important in all growing culture, uh, economic uh, societies. Secondly, you have to have a culture that uh, believes in a meritocracy. God set up a meritocracy. The 10th commandment is thou shalt not covet. And when we adopt an economic philosophy that legalizes coveting, taking from the rich and giving to other people, that's gonna destroy an economy. Guaranteed to destroy it. Because coveting is one of those things that God said will take your neighbor down. It doesn't build your neighbor up. And so, uh, those are some of the things. And then what I call the simple economic cycle. We work, God provides. We give, we take care of those in our culture that can't work. We save so we have margin. We spend wisely and then we reinvest. That's the economic cycle that helps individuals thrive as well as nations. A couple of things I wanted to ask you about, and you mentioned the, the sanctity of marriage and the the way that an economy functions when marriage is actually upheld and can I even say promoted? And is there a way to structure an economy where marriage is rewarded? Because quite honestly, we look for instance at our system of taxation and in in the past we have been having the so-called marriage penalty that you actually have certain vestiges as I understand it that penalize people for being married rather than enhancing and promoting well, we have a support system in our country that's designed to be compassionate, but it's actually incentivizing the wrong behavior. Mm. And that is uh, being able to get more support for being unmarried with children. And so the family unit is actually one of the strongest economic units that exist in the world. And all the data supports that. Living together prior to marriage actually hurts your economy. Divorce hurts your economy. Uh, the lack of family for formation hurts your economy. We're the lowest family formation in the history of the United States right now, meaning a man and wife marrying, having children, and staying together. And what that points to, Bob, is that God said marriage is good. And the reality in the economic numbers verifies that it's good. No other arrangement can compete with the power of economic blessing that comes through marriage. Chuck Bentley from NRB 2022 here on the intersection. The Crown website is crown.org. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can find out more at meetinghouseonline.info 
or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the podcast. There are also links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcast feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. There are also links to video content. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app and through a variety of podcast platforms. Just search for Faith Radio Podcast when you visit Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. Well, from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, the CEO and co-founder of the media platform called Minnow, which provides content for Christian children, Eric Goss, shared an update about the platform and the programming that it provides. Here now from that conversation is Eric Goss. Really, the, the pervasive nature of this exposure to, to video and why it's important that children and their parents obviously are exposed to something that would present good Christian values. Yeah, so the American Association of Pediatrics reported, and this was prior to the pandemic starting, that kids were expending seven hours uh, on of media per day. Um, now, I think that number tends to be lower for Christian families because Christian families tend to be much more restrictive and want to be much more careful about how, how much media their kids are getting exposed to. But that said, even in Christian families, um, kids are getting exposed to media oftentimes through Netflix, through Disney Plus, or through YouTube Kids. And so we think it's really, really important parents are really, I think Christian families really are concerned about two things. One is, what can they do to protect their children from messages that they don't find that are um, in support of a Christian way of life? Mm -hmm. Uh, But then the second is, can they find media that actually is helping them disciple their kids, helping their kids actually understand their faith? And and I think one of the key challenges right now with um, mainstream media is so many storylines and ideas are being um, advanced in children's media that kids aren't even ready to, to, to consume or be able to talk about. So, for example, you'll see a lot of LGBTQ characters in mainstream media, and and often and many times at for age levels that kids aren't even needing to think about gender identity or sexual orientation, and and that often can be very compromising to a mom or dad because they're not ready to have that conversation with their children. Their children aren't ready to have that conversation. And so that's why we think Minnow's so important is not only protecting, but really giving parents control of, of having media that actually reflects how they want to parent. Eric Goss joining us today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio. He is the CEO of the platform Minnow, M-I-N-N-O. It is the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. Something that is really remarkable, Eric, and you were sharing with me earlier. In fact, I had mentioned that we had spoken a couple of years ago back when, when Minnow was uh, was a bit smaller than, yes. it, than it is now. And so there continues to be a growth in this platform. One of the notable things that strikes me is that you are devoted to producing original 
content. Yes. There could have been, I, I would assume there could have been another direction that you went. Of course, you've, you've got the VeggieTales library, but there is, there is other programming that's out there as well. Instead of loading the channel with some of these other types of programming, you're actually creating original content. So give me an idea about how that that uh, was developed? Yeah, so about a year and a half ago, as we were looking at um, our platform, what we recognized is there's just not enough high quality Christian children's content to be able to serve Christian families well. And we really believe that, um, well, it's often some sort of cons two things are, are perceived as one is it's kids' content, so it's not that important, um, where, ah. where kids' content is actually really important because it's mm -hmm. informing the imaginations of kids. Right. But then the second is um, it doesn't have to be that great because it's Christian. And and, and 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 what we really recognize is there's really a need to have um, a quality revolution in children's content because most people just know Veggie Tales, but there are a whole lot of other shows that they've not gotten uh, acquainted with. But at the same time, there's really a need for even more shows for preschool, for elementary age, and we really wanted to be able to raise the bar. And there are a lot of. Um, Christians who are actually working in mainstream children's media who wanted to make shows but really didn't have a way to get them to market. And so as we talked to them, we recognized there's a huge opportunity to have really great um, biblical storytelling that could really have a positive impact in the life of Christian families. Eric Goss from the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. You can learn more about the platform at gominno.com. Finally, on this edition of the Intersection Podcast, it's the founder of the STAND Foundation. STAND is an acronym for Staying True to America's National Destiny. E.W. Jackson joined me at Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention and examined some cultural trends and shared biblically-based analysis regarding the challenges to the Christian worldview perspective that are being expressed. Here now from that conversation is E.W. Jackson. What we're learning, Bob, is the further we get from Judeo-Christian values and principles, the more the, the morals and values that we hold dear and that we consider absolute are completely thrown out. They simply don't matter. So this, this idea of the, the sacredness of the relationship between child and parent, we have to understand there are people simply don't share that anymore. They don't think that you have any kind of sacred relationship with your children that, that they are duty bound to honor. And I found this out a long time ago uh, at a protest that I led, a counter protest against GLAAD giving out literature to elementary school children. And when we challenged them that they should not be interfering with parents' relationship with their children and their ability to teach their children the values they held dear, they were arrogant about it and said, parents don't want to tell their children the truth and we're going to do it whether parents like it or not. That's the attitude that they had. So sadly, it is happening. But you know what I say? It, this is a blessing in disguise because the crazier they get and the more outlandish they become, the more ordinary people are just living their lives and kind of, well, that's politics, are starting to say, hey, wait a minute. Mm. I, I've got to pay attention to this stuff because there are people who are trying to hurt me and hurt my family based on their own warped view of life. So, uh, I, you know, in one sense, I hate this stuff that, that this stuff is happening, but in another sense, I think that there's a blessing in disguise in it. Bishop E.W. Jackson, the founder of Stand the Stand Foundation, joining me today here on The Meeting House on Faith Radio. It is the 2022 National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. And 
talk about some of these philosophies that are being taught and promoted to our young people these days. We were talking about some of these aspects with respect to sexuality as well, as, you know, and just in general, of course. Critical sex, race theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the sex education thing, uh, of course, is something that we, we should be keeping our eyes on at all times. Of course, that has now morphed into promoting LGBTQ, transgender yeah. agenda, boys playing girls sports and all of that that is taking place in our schools. And, well, you know, critical race theory, after all, don't the officials now say that, well, it's not being taught in, in our schools? This is, this is something that is, is not really a problem. People are attempting to minimize the problem. It's interesting to see across America with these school boards that you have parents that are showing up and saying, yes, this is a major area of concern. Bishop, it looks like people are getting that as far as CRT. Yeah, because they're lying to people. They're lying to people when they say it's not being taught. And they know they're lying. Um, look, it is being taught. But here again, just as communism is being taught, well, you don't call it communism. You call it collectivism, or you call it equity, or you call it some social justice. Yeah, change the name. But, but, but it's Marxism through and through. In the same way, this whole uh, uh, critical race theory and this LGBTQ stuff is all being brought in, often surreptitiously, often quietly, behind the scenes, and you know, plausible deniability so that when when asked, oh, no, 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 we're not yep. actually teaching that. But that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, for example, at the in the Loudoun uh, County Public Schools, which really made national news and kind of catapulted our our ticket uh, of Youngkin and Sears and Miares to victory was that parents started to realize, well, wait a minute, they're, they're teaching our children things that we don't agree with and then they would say oh no 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 we're not but then you find out no we're not teaching critical race theory but we're teaching all children that you're either an oppressor or you're the oppressed so if you're white you're an oppressor if you're not white you're the oppressed if you're christian you're an oppressor if you're not a christian you're the oppressed if you're a woman you're the, you're oppressed if you're a man you're an oppressor i mean how that's critical race theory. It's also critical gender theory, yep. frankly. It's all that Marxist kind of socialist garbage that is being taught to our children, but they simply don't put a label on it. But, I, you know, a, if a rose by any other name is as sweet, then certain things by any other name are as stinky. And that's some stinky stuff that they're teaching our kids. E.W. Jackson here on The Intersection. You can find out more online at bishopewjackson.tv or standamerica.us. Well, we are nearing the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can learn more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the faithradio.org website. Look for the Meeting House link in the programming section. When you arrive at the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download Full conversations with recent guests featured on the Intersection podcast and the Meeting House program. You can find links to the podcast, to the Media Center, as well as the Apple Podcasts feed. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three, with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room, with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House program. You can also link to video content. Plus, you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. 
Thanks for joining me for this edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.